Yes, Have Some Podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations. Our good friend, Mike Nelson, has been making these incredible Ghostbusters props for a very long time. We've been talking about it for a long time. In fact, if you've been paying attention, you would know that I just got my brand new Proton Pack delivered to me at DragonCon. There's a video up on YouTube. You can see the pictures on Instagram. It is a one of a kind. I'm telling you. This is the best Proton Pack I've ever owned. It's the best Proton Pack I'm ever going to own. And Mike was super cool. He was very communicative. He talked to me. He asked me questions. I personally had the best experience I've ever had getting a prop built for me. Because let's face it, these things are special. There's a lot of detail. We're picky. Us collectors, us movie fans, we want the good stuff. And Carnivorous Creations delivers. Now, not only does Ghostbusters Proton Packs and Proton Pack parts he's getting into ninja turtles weapons coming later this year he's got amazing prop displays custom displays for your prop replicas these things are huge it's hard sometimes you don't know even how to put it on a shelf mike at carnivorous creations is going to help you get your collection where you need it to be so check out carnivoruscreations.com that's carnivorous with a k you can also find them at Carnivorous Creations on Instagram and Facebook. Tell them yes, have some podcasts sent you and get yourself into a brand new Ghostbusters Proton Pack. The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi mask. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's Abby from Yes Have Some Podcast. Craig and Jake, the Bobcats enclosure was finished today, and boy, does it look good. Why are we Bobcats? Because that's what she <laughs> I've, says. I've she never... talks about, uh, I literally wrote it down, Max and Marianne, the Bobcats. So I figured that would be <laughs> you guys. I've never envisioned myself as a Bobcat, but thank you for that introduction. Okay. Uh, welcome to Yes Have Some Podcast. My name is Craig Goldberg. Abigail. What's up? How are you? I'm good. Jacob Walsh. I'm well. We're doing this for the third time. I, I don't want to have any secrets. Yes. Um, no secrets? <laughs> no secrets. Uh, but we're back. We're back on video. And if we do, they're buried in a septic tank. Yeah, under that's the where yes. all of our secrets stay. For sure. Um, we are going to be talking about Tiger King in depth. I'm getting used to uh, this new video component that we're reintroducing. Mm-hmm. We took a couple weeks off. We're so back. So i got flowers on. Uh, Abby's in a costume. <laughs> I'm regretting doing this immediately. Like, I feel like that episode of The Office when Jim wears, like, the tuxedo to work, and then it ends up being, like, yeah. an important day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And today, kind of how I feel right now. This is definitely an important day because mm-hmm. it is week three of quarantine. The pandemic is in full effect. How do you have levity? If you want to give us anything, give us five stars. Um, <laughs> we, would uh, like, we would like your five star yeah. iTunes reviews. We uh, love our patrons. No, Thank it's you. A, it's a pretty serious situation out there. We hope everybody's being safe and staying healthy. And uh, Jake, what what are you doing to stay healthy? 
to stay healthy or, I don't or know, to, like to, to stay busy because those are two different things. I don't think I'm staying healthy, but they keep saying mentally healthy or like none physically of us. Healthy hey, because that's not something. None mental of us health are, is hard to maintain. We haven't been mentally healthy no. in a very so long is time. physically healthy. Yeah. Like that's, Jake, you look good. Doesn't Jake look I, good? Yeah. So do we. We all look good. No, I think Jake looks pretty good, though. We yeah, all do. What have you been doing? What's your uh, quarantine secret, uh, Jake? I've been staying busy. Um, uh, I did. I've been doing a little bit of reading, uh, some painting, uh, watching, you know, TV shows, some movies, uh, just kind of going back between all that stuff. I've taken some walks. Oh, yeah. Uh, walks yeah. I, I did. I've done like a little bit of driving around and uh, yeah. I went to like a, a river the other day. Like just. Jake hanging out like I see a lot of people complain. Uh, my, my co-workers are complaining that they're bored and they have nothing to do and they hate sitting. They were like, you know, a week was fine. But, you know, Georgia just got uh, like uh, about an hour ago. Georgia just got put under mandatory yeah. until the 13th. So it moved from April 6th to the 13th. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I texted my co-workers. I was like, hey, that's an extra week that we know we're not working. And. They're both so annoyed. And it's like I'm annoyed about some things like I'm annoyed, you know, about the fact that, like, I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent and stuff. Yeah. But also, like, you're I'm not bored. I'm not bored, though. Like, I, I get some people are bored, but I'm like, I got plenty of stuff to do and like <laughs> things to catch up on. And yeah. I called Jake the other day and I was like, what are you doing? You're like, I just woke up and I'm on my porch. You were just asleep outside on the porch. And you've never sounded I, happier than when we I talked fell to you and you were on like, my porch. Yeah, I fell asleep on my porch reading a book in the rain, and it was magical. <laughs> mm. uh, that Abby, is nice, yeah. Uh, how are you staying healthy? Honestly, kind of like Jake. Yeah, and if you have any advice for the listeners. How am I staying healthy? Well, I'm trying to – dude, I had Domino's last night, so I'm not going to act like eating healthy is that important. It's like as long as it can be delivered <coughs> safely to your house and you don't have to risk your own, like, health by going out and being close to people – um, then that's fine. But when it comes to staying busy, I have planted some plants in the garden. I've got a garden tub back there. I put some cat grass. I put some catnip and some beefsteak tomatoes in there. And I've been hanging out and doing like daily. Basically what I've been doing is playing a lot of animal crossing and then taking the principles of animal crossing into my regular life, which is like doing little duties and then rewarding myself. And it keeps me happy. All right. Tasks, things like that. Yeah, Animal Crossing seems to be a pretty big deal during the uh, quarantine. Notice a lot of people playing that. Yeah. You've been playing that. I have. You can't get a Switch anywhere, though. They're, like, sold out. So even if you wanted one, I bet I could get one. If I tried really hard, I bet I could get a Switch. Is it? Would it be easier to get that or Baby Tiger? I think it would be easier to get a Switch than a Baby Tiger. Hey, my brother had – we're going to talk about Tiger King in depth here in a little bit. My brother had a really funny thought, though. He was like, I like that these underground uh, criminals in the exotic uh, wild cat trade are selling these tigers for like two to three grand a piece. My brother was like, hey, my German shepherd costs (laughs) (laughs) $2,000. Like you would think these exotic animals would be netting even more money. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Tiger King. We're going to talk about our friend of the podcast, Jeff Lowe. And uh, we're going to talk about all that stuff. I don't uh, know if we want to say that. No, friend of the friend of the pod. Is he? I felt weird about it. Like I honestly. Well, we're gonna get there. No spoiler. We're gonna bury. That's we'll how I there, feel yeah. about the whole thing in, as an entirety. It's, Tiger King. Yeah. No, it's great. I mean, yeah. Here's my here's here's before now. we move on. Here's the thing about Tiger King. Mm-hmm. It that all happened. I don't want to not watch it. 
Like if something like, like I see people, they're like, I'm not watching that. That's terrible. Like, no, it is terrible. And all the people are awful. And the treatment of animals is despicable, but I'm going to watch it because it's there and there's a pandemic. Yeah. Do you think less people would watch it if people weren't trapped inside or is it just that riveting that everybody would? No, I think people would watch it no matter what, because it is, it is like the most insane thing Mm -hmm. that's ever ever seen maybe, but, uh, yeah, it's almost like you got to do a little PSA before you talk about it because like there is we we are going to be like it is a lot of fun to talk about and all these people are fun to make fun of right. and it is very funny the things that are happening but also like we do want to be clear that all of these people are absolute garbage people like they're all mm-hmm. awful the things that happened were pretty awful. Well what we're going to do and, is we're going to break it down. We're going to look at all the characters yeah. and we're going to rank them by awfulness. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's going to be fun. Who's most, who's blameless? None of them are blameless. Nobody's blameless. Think I think the people driving the Walmart trucks full of the leftover meat might be blameless. Yeah. They didn't know they were going Maybe. towards a really. They get a pass. They didn't know that yeah. meat was going to be used for a delicious pizza restaurant. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So we're going to get to that. Um, and. In all honesty, we we really just want to say we hope everybody's doing okay. We hope everybody is uh, staying safe and staying indoors and all that. And uh, thank you for joining us here on uh, Yes, Have Some. And uh, whether it's on YouTube or wherever you download your podcasts, we really appreciate it. So you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, any podcast app. And as Abby mentioned earlier, uh, we do really appreciate those iTunes reviews. Those five-star reviews seem to... uh, they really help us out. Yeah, we appreciate you guys. Yeah, we do. Appre- I, I appreciate the listeners. I appreciate the podcast. It keeps things normal to have this once a week in our life during like a weird time like this, honestly. Watching movies is very, very therapeutic, too. I've done a lot of that over the last couple of days. So. I feel like Jake's on eBay right now. Jake, what are you buying? <laughs> He's just scrolling. His eyes are Jake down. Chal- I got my unemployment money today, and Jake challenged <laughs> me to buy something. That's going to be the y- I, I might you better. That's going to be the YHS unemployment challenge. <laughs> Use your stimulus and unemployment money to buy something irresponsibly. I am um, obsessed with the idea of us all doing it at the same time, though. Well, it's on a delay, so it'll be something. Oh, yeah, you know, but something. like, just, yeah. Hey, I did want to plug this. We uh, we did this uh, last week, and it went really well. We're going to be doing it again this Friday night at 10 o'clock Eastern. It's the YHS eBay hang. Here's the situation. What we do is we get on eBay together as a group. All the cool cats and kittens. All the cool cats and kittens get on eBay, and we scroll, and we encourage, and we laugh, and we buy things and we all get that itch to buy things. And Jake starts buying things and I start buying things. Abby's it's great. And, but you feel like you're hanging out with people. Like before you know it, you've gotten that social, like that need that it you checks build. the yeah, box. You've yeah. done it for the day. So it's, it's a good feeling. It's great. And we, it is really a lot of fun. So what you do, you grab a drink, grab a snack, hop on uh, Facebook live with us. It is in yes. Have some group therapy. Uh, I was a little bit back and forth, but I think it is better to keep it within the group. Um, so if you want to be a part of the YHS eBay hang, you do have to be a member of the Facebook group. Join us, YHS Group Therapy, the official Facebook group, and uh, you'll get more information on the eBay hang this Friday night at 10 o'clock uh, Eastern time. And Jake, I don't know about you, but I'm buying something this week. Mm-hmm. Probably. I, I keep saying, like, I'm not going to buy something because I feel like I've gotten to the point where I need to chill out since we're in this weird 
uh, not making money phase, but also I'm going to buy something. One of the things mm-hmm. Abby got the other day came in today. Oh yeah. I'm I got trying to tell her. To, yeah, yeah. T- I just told her to go get it. She handed me a piece of paper. She's like, write that down. I'm like, just get it. <laughs> I got it. I got it. You got it. Cool. Uh, did you properly sanitize that package when it came in the mail? Nope. I'm no. kind of getting stressed right now. <laughs> Are we supposed to be doing that? Should I? <laughs> Okay, I, so I took it in. It's too and late now. You're touching already. it. Yeah, you're probably fine. I dipped uh, string cheese in some Lysol the other day, so we're fine. I'll wash my hands afterwards. Okay. So this is one of the items Abby live purchased during the last eBay hang. Okay. This was kind of an impromptu buy. Jake informed us afterwards we probably could have gotten it cheaper, uh, but that's yeah. okay. So what, what do we got here? Don't show the address there. This. Let me show you guys what we got. We got cows. We got one cow. Now, what is that? He's he's prepared for coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> it's the cow from Twister. He's plush. Where's oh, it from, really though? Cute. It's from Universal Studios, and it says that on the tag right here. Very cool. Right there. There's not a lot of Twister merchandise out there, so I think I think that represents about yeah, 50%. Yeah, I bought this during the um, live hang last week, so I like them. We covered that. Cool. We covered that extensively. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got distracted opening him up. I'm very excited. Um, now, this tag that's on here is not one of the original tags. This is the eBay seller. Go ahead and give her a plug just because I want to hear you read this. Plush are people, too. That's the name of the eBay seller. Thank you for your purchase. <laughs> so, um, See, I thought that was the original too. company until... Plush. Hey, plush rebuttal. Plush are not people. I know that for a fact. I'm pretty sure they're, they're not now. Cool. Uh, well, cool. So thank you for uh, joining us on the eBay hang, everybody. We'll have another one coming up this week. Um, by the time you're listening to this, that will probably be tomorrow. So Friday night, very cute. 10 p.m. Eastern. And uh, Is he steampunk? That is a steampunk cow. That's, That's 100% a steampunk cow. Um, is it? Just because he's got the goggles on? Yeah, he's got goggles. Goggles like a make you steampunk. Little hat. Yeah, but those goggles are specifically for a reason. I feel like steampunk a, people wear those goggles and just just to be steampunk. But that flying. cow's got those goggles on because he's flying through the air. He's so. be airborne. He kind of looks know. like uh, Randy Quaid in Independence Day. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool. Cool. All right, cool. Bye. All right, bye. Thank you, cow. Uh, and uh, we bought some other stuff. Some, I, I bought a troll. I bought a TMNT donatello troll mint and package but it has not come in yet uh very cool very annoyed that it's not here but that's fine and uh cool so let's let's talk about this let's talk well i feel like people are expecting us to talk about the thing that nobody wants to talk about because it's sad (coughs) jake wore a shirt to remind me about it jake what is that shirt i I love that uh, it's oh it's the official logo for ghostbusters after Uh hey i like it i found this uh, i found this at a convention some guy was wearing it usually i hate this kind of stuff that's like fake not you know canon logos or just random he just had like i this i guess this is his like uh his little i don't know if that's his shop name or i don't know i don't remember the guy was weird let me read that shirt for those of you who can't see it it says um Plusher people too. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just liked the. I just liked it because it's almost the Ghostbusters two logo, and I liked the pink and the green. And yeah, I just, that's cool. Whatever, I bought it from him. I don't know what it is. I think it's nice. I think I. I give it three stars out of three. It though. looks like it's old, so I think it's very cool. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> um. All right, let's talk about it. Ghostbusters Afterlife. The news that we didn't want, but I think we all maybe saw coming in light of recent situations. <clears throat> um. Ghostbusters Afterlife has officially been moved from its original release date of July 10th, 2020 
to March 5th, 2021. So it's about an mm-hmm. eight month uh, delay. And it sucks. Like, there's really no other way to put it. It sucks. And I promise you, I've been talking to some people, it sucks for everybody. It's I feel not- like it was the first thing that everybody probably thought of when they heard about things getting canceled. At least I did. I was like, oh, yeah. I I've been thinking that doesn't about, get threatened. I kept being like, okay, if they figure this out by May, we'll be good. But, um, right. And uh, we did a, a Facebook Live kind of reaction the other day, but we've, we've had a couple days to kind of sort through some of our thoughts. So March 5th, uh, 2021 is the new official release date. Uh, for right now, it seems like marketing is kind of suspended across the board. So um, it'll be, you know, it'll be months really before we see any new images or new uh, trailers. We probably won't see a second trailer till you know, fall, October, November, to be honest. Um, my guess is if, if, um, if things get better, uh, with, with the coronavirus and everything and things start kind of getting back to normal and theaters open, um, Venom two is slated to come out this October. I would imagine that we will get a, uh, the, the second Ghostbusters trailer, or maybe just the first one again, uh, (laughs) in October, leading up to a March release. So um, I'll, I'll let you guys take the floor, Jake. Uh, how, how are you handling this this news? Are you depressed? Yeah, I mean, well, who wouldn't be? It's it just it's like an, it's annoying. It just it sucks all around. It's annoying. It's just so long from now. It's just like all the time we've had to wait for like proper Ghostbusters three. And it's like, oh, hey, this is happening four months from now. And now it's like, oh, this is happening a year from now. So it's yeah. just. It's going to be fine and like, yeah, it's for the best and everything, but it just sucks when you're getting so ready for it. And, you know, like we just we just had Toy Fair. We just got like our first look at the toys and we knew that any, you know, within the next few weeks, we were going to start seeing promotion and and push for the movie. And you just get so excited for it. And now it's like, okay, now it's going to be another, you know. Seven or eight months before that promotion starts back up. Right, yeah. right. That 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 that's what I was really looking forward to. You know, the second trailer, all the merchandise. You start seeing the TV spots, Papa John's boxes and Twinkies <laughs> and Ecto Cooler, and now it's yeah all gone. It's just done. Yeah, for temporary. It's though. postponed. It's postponed. That's what I keep reminding myself because this is kind of like. Not what I wanted to hear. But at the end of the day, the fact that it's going to get a proper release in a movie theater, I think, is something that <laughs> I value more than I hope so. seeing it now. Well, you don't think that we're going to have a recovery before then? Is that? I don't know. I mean, at this point, like, uh, if, if fucking movie companies want to keep putting their movies on straight to streaming, then we're not going to have movie theaters in a year. Right. Well, I'm hoping that Hold I just, on. what I'm saying is I don't think that a whoa, at home whoa, release whoa. of Ghostbusters Afterlife is what it deserves. Hold on. I was going to do a good Dan Aykroyd voice. Okay. Hold on. Wait a minute. I don't know. Dude, That's a good Dan Aykroyd voice. Time. I think my head. Whoa, whoa. Oh, you want a good Dan Aykroyd voice. You wanted me to be like, hold on. Do not release these movies straight to streaming. You must put them in a the theater for my mass consumption of popcorn and snacks. And of course, we will sit down and pay our seven fifty, and we will enjoy it. Uh, seven fifty. I don't know what year I think this movie's coming out in. Yeah, Ghostbusters Afterlife coming that out. Coneheads came out. Yes, we will go to the theater and enjoy. Um, Jake. Uh, yeah. So you seem a little bit. You seem a little pissed off about all these movies going straight to streaming. It's an. I don't like it. I don't like it. Like. 
it just it, it's fine for the situation that we're in currently. Like if every you know, if the theaters cannot be open because this is happening, then OK. But I'm worried that it's going to become a thing that just becomes a normal thing. Like, I'm worried that it's going to, you know, the theaters are going to be like, why are the movie companies are going to be like, let's just keep doing that. Right. We, we can make money and we don't need to even put our movies in the theater or or more people start staying home to watch the movies that way. And eventually the theaters just go away because they they're not making any money. And uh, I could definitely see something like that happening. Uh, and I hate it. That makes I me watched, sad. I watched Invisible Man today at home on my subpar TV. In hey, a that house was our where, old TV. <laughs> yeah, but remember, you got rid <laughs> it of is it. Subpar. So it's a subpar TV. <laughs> it was par, and, and then with, now it's with, subpar. Hey, subpar. with awful sound and get a sound bar. In a house in a house that you can't really get very dark. You know, there's windows. The light comes house through. And I watched a movie that's we very dark. We didn't do anything part of it, to your And house. it looked like shit. And it wasn't a good experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I Jake, don't want to watch your own movie It's ticket. also expensive. It's also more like it works out for like. Anybody where there's more than one person in the house, stop laughing at me. It works out when there's more than one person in the house, but $20 is not how much it costs me to go to I the theater. I thought $20 theater. was reasonable. Think about all the merch you normally buy, all the candy, <laughs> the gas it takes to get there. I felt like it totally nope. evened out. The merch. Nope. I liked my in-home my experience. Movie, my movie theater is four miles away from me. It does not cost me anything. Like it doesn't, it's not worth, it's so much better to sit in a movie theater. Like it's, su- it's such a better experience. The movie is better. Everything is better. Like I don't, I do not want to live in a fucking world where instead of seeing yeah, big, good movies in a movie theater, you watch it at home for the first time. That I want movie sucks. theaters to come back so that I can go out on a Tuesday at 11 a.m. and be alone in a movie and watch one. Because I don't like having yeah. other people there. It's not that I miss them, but I like I like the experience of going to a movie theater and sitting down and taking it in and like looking at the uh, trailers and upcoming features and new posters. And it's I'll tell you exciting. what's going to happen. It's all going to reverse. Like, it's going to revert. Society's going to revert back and like in two years, going to a movie theater is going to be something only the extreme rich can do. It's going to be like. <laughs> Oh, yes, we're going to the theater tonight. It'll be like the actual theater. It'll be crazy. Like rich couples will just be getting killed outside of the theater and then their sons will grow up to be vigilantes. Because they're lost. (laughs) Because they'll be lost. Yeah. Without the theater. Hey, (laughs) if Ghostbusters Afterlife, if theaters aren't back by that point, I'm going to rent out a theater. From, for us, for the three of us to watch it. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. We're going to have to. Dude, yeah. I want to rent out a theater just to pay rent at and occupy as our headquarters because I think it'd be just really cool to own. We talked <laughs> we talk about this last week, having our own movie theater. We, talk, we, we have this conversation every, okay, every day. Every week. I every think week. it's great. We um, should save one. In reality, though, March 5th, 2021, uh, we're going to have to wait. That's just it. There's really not a whole lot we can say other than we have to wait. There, It sucks, but... Upside? That we like the the build up. The build up's the best time. Jake, I know you're not going to buy any of my like sunshine Pollyanna edging. bullshit. Like, Eight months edging is fun. It's delayed gratification. It? No, at least not. we're getting it, and at least as of now, the announcement is not that it's going to be in home. So I feel like it's a, it's okay. Hey, oh. maybe we'll get Jason Reitman on the show in the meantime. Okay, here Putting I'm that gonna, out there. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> cool, Jason. If you're listening, please. He's got it. <laughs> please. Um, I get all dressed up. There's a picture of us with Jason Reitman in the background staring at me. He's going, I'm not coming on your damn show. Hey, listen. (laughs) 
<laughs> I want to. Here comes some fun category. perspective. It's right there. April's going to be weird. May will be less weird than April. June will be less weird. Like it's going to. It's going to get better. Yeah. It gets better. Yep. And let me paint a little picture. Right now, we thought we were four months away. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get me to Halloween Horror Nights. Get me to late October of this year at Universal Studios. And we'll be right about the same amount of time as we were. Just you, get you me there. Reset? Okay. You want to I don't want to reset. I want to close get my eyes and wake up. We're going to get you there, but it's going to take, you know, like six months to get you there. We can't fast forward <laughs> the six months. May, June, July, August. It's get really me. just a weekend. Here's a question. Would you, if you could. You're, hey, it, you're, you're trying. No, no, no. Hold on. You're trying to do that Seinfeld episode yeah. where he's stuck at his parents' house and he's like, it's really only one day. And yeah, yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. Would you skip the next six months of your life to be back on track for for afterlife being four months from now? If you knew the ne- if you knew everything's getting canceled, there's no movies coming out. All so you're going to be I doing pass up on leisurely vacation time for the next six months in my own house. No, okay, I I keep it. All right, I want the sun. I'm going to grow. Personally, sounds like we've got some good growth, good personal growth going on. Um, Yeah, dude, I'm bummed. (laughs) All all joking aside, I'm really bummed about Ghostbusters and uh, I feel really bad for all the people working on it. I feel bad for Jason Reitman and their whole team there. I feel bad for uh, Ghost Corps and Eric Reich and just everybody who is putting a ton of work and ton of effort into uh, putting out this movie, which I know for a fact they're very proud of and they're very excited to get this out. I think it's going to be stunning and I think it's going to be emotional and uh, we just got to wait a little bit longer. And in the meantime, we got to keep podcasting and keep, keep that hype train going. Yeah. Don't let the, the meantime, hype die. We got tiger King in the meantime. We've got, <laughs> yeah. I need more tiger King is what yeah. I need. Um, <laughs> any more thoughts on the ghostbuster stuff? We haven't really talked about the merchandising. There's no official word on what's going to happen. I think it's a safe bet to assume that a lot of those toys that we're going to be coming out are <laughs> it's not kind of like, I'm sorry. I just had a thought. I'm just going to say that I, th- I don't think a lot of the, uh, the toys that we're going to be hitting are going to be hitting, uh, for, uh, it doesn't, yeah, it while. doesn't make sense to release all that shit Okay. a year before the movie. I just, I don't think, I, don't, I think, I think everything will be pushed back. Yeah. It's a pushback. It's a pushback. What were you going to say? Um, that it's kind of like when your parents get divorced and you get two Christmases because now we get two toy fairs that are going to be kind of the same. With seeing the same, we'll see the same shit. Yeah, we get two of them. You guys, right now, I would kill to be at Toy Fair. Uh, the Javits Center where they had Toy Fair right now is a makeshift hospital. It's really bad in New York right now. It's really sad, actually. Yeah. And I yeah. think that, uh, I don't know. I just, uh, whatever you do, thoughts, prayers, positive vibes, energy. Mm-hmm. Tiger King, something. Something's got to help us. Yeah. Podcast, normalcy, whatever you can do. Yeah, don't leave your house, apparently, if you're in Fulton County. Please where we don't live. leave your house. Hey, um, we're working on bringing some extra bonus content to everybody. We're having some conversations about maybe getting some of our previously released uh, Patreon-exclusive stuff on the main feed. Uh, to give. We know everybody's at home and everybody's bored and everybody needs that content. Um, and we want to do something for the listeners. So uh, just kind of stay tuned for an announcement in the next couple of days on that. And we'll uh, we'll have some news for you on that front. Um, listen, we're going to we're going to extensively cover Ghostbusters going forward. But 
there's not much else to say right now. So I say we kind of like put a put a pin in it and we'll we'll come back to it when there's mm-hmm. the only thing the uh, the official site did update uh, the the summer 2020 logo. It now does say March 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm a little bit concerned because it's now scheduled to come out the same day as uh, Jackass 4. And I'm seeing both because our poster is now inaccurate. It's not as screen accurate. Yeah. We got to get a new one. Yep. Um, I don't know. I'm worried about, I don't think they're going to be able to film Jackass here. Jackass during coronavirus is just the, them just going out. It's just them, just them walking around town. Steve, I was like, nah, man, I'm not going to lick that shopping cart. All right. (laughs) Um, this is crazy. This is my first pandemic to be honest. I think is it? A, You've never had a t- pandemic before? Never had a pandemic. Yeah, like a little pandemic. I think it's like it. yeah. um, Somebody released a full Seinfeld script script the other day for the quarantine episode. Oh, we Are talked you about serious? that. Serious? Yeah, someone did a whole script. Why didn't we just Why didn't we just do a reading of it? Yeah, uh, I could try to find it. I mean, the, the, it was pretty funny. So uh, one of you predicted Kramer is hoarding all of the. That, that was, I uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He calls it Kramer clean. He bought up Sanitizer. all of the stuff. Um, uh, the the main plot was George's George is uh, dating a girl. I'll have to I'll we'll link to wherever this is. George is dating a girl. They've had six dates, and she promises that the seventh date there's going to be a special surprise. She's got, and then they get quarantined, and they oh, can't go on the seventh okay. date. That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Jerry keeps getting mad because the girl he's dating keeps referring to it as COVID nineteen instead of the coronavirus. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's some good stuff in there. I don't know if Elaine was in it. Why wouldn't she be in it? I don't know. I, I kind of got bored. What? I wanted to watch it. I didn't Dude, we got, didn't then we need to write our own with Elaine as the main character. Um, yeah, there's a quarantine episode. I found it. There it is. Cool. Um. So, yeah, that's it. Ghostbusters, March 2021. Just when you thought. Cool. Hey, by the way, it'll be. <laughs> who was I talking to? It'll be five years since Answer the Call. Um. Once it comes out, and somebody Will was like, it? "What is it? What if it opens up with five years later?" Shut oh. up. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's talk about Tiger King. Why don't you plug group therapy first? Totally. I'm gonna take a step away. You yeah. plug Facebook group therapy. Yeah, of course. Um, Facebook group therapy is where we all share uh, podcast related content. Basically, it's a closed group on Facebook. All you have to do is log on to Facebook and search for Yes Have Some Podcast Group Therapy and you will find us. Ask to join and then either myself, Craig, or Jake the Bobcat will accept you. And at that point, (laughs) I was trying to get you to watch. Okay. Uh, Because Craig's gone. At that point, uh, you can post away. Just no memes or you will be... Get offered a terrible fate, apparently, if you saw our little video earlier. Uh, but yeah, join up, guys. We've got almost a thousand members at this point. It's a good place to hang out and practice social distancing. So, uh, yeah, it's a good spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we should play that video real quick. Uh, now that we're going to be talking about Mr. Tiger King. Yeah. Um. Here we go. Here we go. I'm going to find it. Uh, what's that guy's name? Jeff Lowe. Jeff Lowe of Tiger uh, Jeff King. Jeff Lowe? Now, if you're not, if you haven't watched Tiger King, please stop what you're doing and go watch it. But if you have watched it, uh, Jeff Lowe is the uh, he's the gentleman who <laughs> he does he steal the zoo? He partners up. Yeah. He's from Las Vegas, and he takes he the steals zoo. the zoo. Yeah. He's from that movie yeah. We Stole a Zoo. <laughs> 
Look Matt Damon. Um yeah, so he 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 kind of has this uh, falling out with uh, Joe this Exotic. Goes for all of you, you need to have some podcast therapy. Uh-huh. Just a warning, though, if any of you post any memes, Ryan Duell is going to make sure that you end up with Carol Baskin's husband. You don't want to be there. <laughs> so first of all, happy April Fool's Day. We are now. You need to have some podcast. That's us. You need to have some. You podcasts. need to have some podcast therapy. And uh, you need to have some podcast. We need T-shirts. Jeff Lowe says that if you post any memes in Facebook group therapy, you are going to end up with Carol Baskin's husband uh, by the hand of Ryan Here, Dole. Kitty, kitty. Is it any surprise that Jeff Lowe can't read? No, not at no. all. Or that he, yeah, either that he can't read or that he just care doesn't about. care to. He did his own thing. He might steal Jeez. our podcast. He's going to steal it. He's going to, oh my <laughs> he's God. Not. He's going to be like, well, you know, this, the podcast was being run really poorly, so we just went in there. And, uh, you know, I told Abby and Jake, I said. I hired uh, all new. Yeah, I hired new podcasters. And I, uh, you know, I said, hey, if we're going to hire podcasters, I'm thinking maybe like 36, 28, 36. Those are the measurements I like on my podcasters. <laughs> hey, somebody, when I posted. I'm the, so glad his wife was in that video, yeah, too. Yeah, somebody posted like, forget these two. Where's the babysitter? <laughs> <laughs> I was. Abby, much like he just said, I was very uh, happy to see that this current wife is still alive. She's doing well. Did and he I'm kill? Happy to see the same. Did he kill? Yeah, somebody? they talk about it in the show. Yeah, he strangled his last video, wife. He funded a There's murderer. There's an episode about him strangling Literally. his wife. Well, maybe she was really asking for it. Well, <laughs> let's. Should we talk about the death count in Tiger King? Like how? <laughs> Wait, Do we count animal the death count or people death count? Yeah. My, here's uh. the thing. If we're going to talk about Tiger King, like, mm. <clears throat> and this is all, we'll, 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 Jake said it earlier, but everything we're about to say is uh, April Fool's satire. Obviously, these people are awful, terrible human beings. But that's not going to stop us from talking about it. On the internet, yeah. worldwide, every <laughs> night at 6 o'clock. I love that part where they <laughs> ask Joe Exotic, like, where his... Uh, where you could see a show, and he's like worldwide on the internet. We're on the internet, and then uh, <laughs> it cuts to the producers. Like, there's never more than like 60 people watching at any yeah. one given time. <laughs> yeah, um, I think uh, I thought his early stuff was way better. How do you talk about this show? Like, where do you even begin? Because every I'm assuming if you've watched the well, let's show, let's talk about our experience with it. Jake, you watched it first. How did yeah. you hear about it? What did you think when you first saw it? <clears throat> um, well, I, I saw. I saw a few small, like I saw a couple of people talking about it, but I didn't see any, like it was super early. So I had, I had seen the name Tiger King. I, it was the first thing that popped up on Netflix, but I just ignored it because I don't usually watch. I don't usually put something on if I have no idea what it is. And a friend of mine was like, Hey, um, are you watching this tiger show? And I was like, uh, no. And, and they were, <laughs> they were, they were towards the end of the first episode and they were like, you, you need to put it on. Like, they were just like, just watch it. And I trust this person. So I, I, I put it on immediately and I did not stop watching it until it was over. Yeah. That was kind of similar to us. It was like basically seven straight hours. There was no, uh, Oh, maybe we split it up over two days. I think I don't it took know. us two days, but there were several the way that it was in binge format, like we would watch one episode, immediately had to watch the second one. I think we did two. And then that next day we did like three in a row and then maybe another two that night or yeah. something. It was so, intense. Abby, what was your initial impression of uh, let's just talk about Joe Exotic. He's the star of the show. Mm-hmm. What was your initial takeaway 
After seeing Joe Exotic in the flesh for the first time. He is a delightful train wreck human being. He reminded me of Ronnie Dobbs from uh, Run, Ronnie, Run, which is like a Mr. Show sketch and movie. Um, He reminded me of David Cross characters, and he's like unreal. Like it's it's hilarious seeing him talk and it, it. you like him and get behind him, which is one of those things. Watching this documentary is not that dissimilar from watching like a documentary about serial killers or something like that. Like really terrible behavior. That yeah. You're fascinated <clears throat> by. You don't support it. Doesn't mean I'm going to go out and do that. And but I say, you want to know what makes you different from them and why they are the way they are. That's the point of a f- f- documentary. I'm so. glad you mentioned that because I've seen some people like, why are you <clears throat> promoting Joe Exotic? Why do you love him? He's yes, he's terrible. Guess who else is terrible? Jeffrey Dahmer mm-hmm. and Ted Bundy and Charles Manson and, you know, all these fucking serial killers who you gravitate to because <clears> you <throat> just you it's it, you're watching it for entertainment value. Nobody likes yeah. what Charles Manson did, but you're not going to it's like you have to watch it and learn. Yeah. Or like listening to uh, like true crime podcasts. Yeah. It's, it's set up a lot like a, like the way it's, it's the same thing. It's right. like, oh, I have well, to this is this is out. a true crime. This is a true crime documentary. Yeah. And it's just like uh, when 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 people are such weird characters, like it's like you can't not watch it. And, right. and the way that the show is like it's seven episodes and something insane happens in every it's like every single episode, something crazier than the last episode either comes to light. And it's not that it's just Joe Exotic. There's, you know, a cast of maybe 10 people that are all insane. Yeah. Everybody's crazy. Everybody's most of them are are criminals in some way or another. They're all tied to weird practices animal abuse just like the worst shit possible and mm-hmm. it's like so it's hard to stop watching i think this is what we should do let's do a breakdown of some of the big the big names okay um and then maybe we'll we'll kind of go through some of the other characters and and kind of give our thoughts and feelings because really when i'm watching the show i keep coming back to this the, the thought is like is this a bad person or is this a good person in a bad situation like the girl what's yeah. her name who gets her arm bitten Safi. off? Safi. I don't think she's a bad person. <laughs> well, here, here's what I here. Let me go ahead and talk about that. Her okay. and some of the other, they interview a couple of the people. Uh, the guy who's missing uh, both of his legs. Uh, John. The guy with the mm-hmm. John Hankey. Yeah, and then and then the guy with the long hair who works there. That group of people who all just work with Joe Exotic. I don't think that those people are awful people, Mm -hmm. but here's the, here's the problem with them. Joe exotic hired people, uh, who, I mean, maybe some of them are sketchy, but none of them have any kind of zoo experience. None of them went to school (laughs) for for animals. He just hired hired anybody. He just hired anybody. Mm -hmm. And he did not hire people who had the qualifications that should have, and those people might think that that's okay, and they might be like, "Yeah, we learned how to do this from doing it," but that's not okay. Um, you you have to know what you're doing when working with animals, uh, especially that kind of a job. And I don't think they, that's some of those point. people, are willfully bad people, but they don't have the uh, uh, they don't have the uh, awareness to know that they should not be doing those jobs. 
Yeah. Yeah, and it's actually kind of twisted because in the documentary it says that he hired people who were specifically in need, like, that couldn't get any other work. Um, so I'm sure it like it, playing that up as if it's like a, a, like a kindness thing or a charitable thing is not that great when I want to see their resumes trying to apply for other jobs. <laughs> oh, I see here that one of your, uh, one of your tasks at your last job was uh leftover Walmart meat pizza distribution. <laughs> uh, tell me a little bit about that. Like just explain that. Like, well, you know how the Walmart trucks bring the meat truck meat pizza. <laughs> the, the, Chef? the issue is that. Um, with these people being unaware of, you know, how, how these animals should be, uh, treated or being taken care of with them being unaware of that. And with the park, not having the kind of money there, there's many times where they're like, we don't have enough food to feed the cats today. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, but that makes all of them like that makes all of them guilty of the animal abuse that happened. None of them, none of them knew enough to step down or be like, look, something, something needs to have, these cats aren't getting treated properly. They all just were witness to it. And they were like, Oh, I guess we're just not going to feed the cats today. And, uh, I, I watched some, uh, the first thing I did after watching this documentary was go to YouTube and, and look up Joe exotic to see if Mm -hmm. I could find other stuff. And there's plenty of other stuff and there's other like, there's just other like really weird interviews with him and all of his, his own YouTube channel where he just posts crazy shit constantly. You can there's, watch all that um, parallels. I'll say that in, in, yeah. in fan it's, community. A, it's a community. Yeah. When you have a <laughs> yeah. fan community, you have, <laughs> there's also the though, like something that I came across that they don't really touch on on the documentary is that there have been a lot of, um, like undercover people who've kind of infiltrated that park specifically to just try to, because you you get the sense when you're watching the show that within that community, a lot of people know you Joe exotic so many times is like any of you animal rights people, if you show up and like, you would think that he would be an animal rights person. Right. But he's not because the animal rights people know that shit is not happening the way it should be at that Mm -hmm. park. And, it's just it's just ridiculous. There's a and level the cat- of paranoia that goes through all of the the. Oh, was it Doc Antel who says he sleeps with an AK-47 under his pillow? Yeah, yeah all and of Carol them are Bass crazy. And Carol nervous yeah. laughter like every couple seconds, like the way that she communicates and like all of her like, oh, I'm just just fun and yeah, and it's and it's all <laughs> just fun. eerie as fuck. Um, um, <clears throat> well, let's talk about it. So the the main through line of the documentary, uh, I was going to point out that they should be able to feed the tigers on Joe Exotic's uh, zoo because the tiger cub petting. They were saying how much they net off of those cubs. Like they should have two money. grand as much as a purebred bulldog. All Actually, less money. Probably going less than else. a bulldog. You can get a tiger. Listen. The main through line, the plot, there's so many side plots and things happening, but the main plot is this feud between Carol Baskin, who owns and Mm -hmm. operates the big, was it Big Cat Rescue? Big Cat Rescue. Down in uh, Tampa, Florida. Mm -hmm. Uh, Abby grabbed her cow. If we're going to talk about some of the tougher stuff, I'm going to pull this cow. And her, her basically, she runs this quote unquote sanctuary where she's not breeding uh, tigers, uh, but she is taking rescued cats and putting them. Her on. place is a rescue. It's a rescue, yeah. and they may you know. And we've been to places like this. Uh, 
place uh, where they they rescue cat big it's cats no from petting, like no interacting yeah, from drug dealers and people who illegally yeah. owned uh, these animals would not be safe to go back into the wild. They would not survive. Um, she's going after Joe because he is obviously trying to make a profit. He's basically holding an illegal petting zoo. He's doing this mall tour. He's doing magic at one point. So he's breeding. He's breeding, he's which illegally, is a big issue. Big issue. Big yeah. Issue. A lot of like stuff that should the, my, my first thought when I started watching the documentary was like, how is any of this legal? Like, how is it legal for these people, they ask Joe at some point, like what, kind, like none of them, even Joe, like he has no, uh, training, no zoo training. He just one day was, he just bought a tiger and then bought another tiger and then built a fucking zoo. Like these oh. people don't yeah, have any that. real knowledge. You, you and it left should not off be the legal. part where he drove himself off of a bridge and oh, then got a tiger. Dad didn't like him. <laughs> oh yeah, and cool. then he got the tiger. And then he got the tiger. Yeah. Um, then he saw a tiger. Then he got the khakis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then a tiger saw a man. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know. We're not. I'll put it this way. We're not even going to cat scratch the surface on mm-hmm. this, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about some stuff. That was good. It's good. It's good. So, two episodes in, it takes its first big turn. That big turn is, did Carol Baskin kill her first husband? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and let the world know that, yes, have some podcast. The three of us are all going to give our opinions on whether or not Carol Baskin killed her first husband. Now, (coughs) if you're listening to this, we just assume that you watched the show. You know the details. You know about the night they met where he was just driving around and picked her up and she put a gun to his head. You the know how people, cute? you know how be, people meet normally. Yeah. And he's <laughs> she told like, him to put the gun to his she head. Him she told him to do that. Yeah. It'll make you or more he comfortable. Told, he told her to do that. Yeah, so she liked it. Early on in their relationship, they are illegally breeding cats. Mm-hmm. He's doing weird business down in Costa Rica. He's got a lot of, he's got a mechanic. He's got some weird shit going on. He's got some yeah. shit going on. Yeah. Not, not, no clean hands. Offshore. What was her husband's name? Uh, I wrote it Don. down somewhere. Don. Don Lewis? Don Lewis. Don. It's Don. Yeah. Guess Don what, guys? Some- Don Lewis is on the line right now. Don. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's in a septic tank. Um, <laughs> Abigail, I'm going to throw to you first. I don't think he's dead. And I don't think that she killed him. I think Whoa. that he. Oh, hold Not on. Dead. Dropping bombs. <laughs> yeah, no, this is what I. This is the conclusion I reached watching it the second time, but right before we recorded. I think that they hated each other, and I think that she threatened to kill him a few times, but they're both smart enough to know that they base, that it would be in their best interest to just completely separate. She me- it mentioned in the documentary that he had a lover in Costa Rica. So I have a We feeling, all do. Yeah, who doesn't? Um, what I was thinking was that he probably made some sort of an agreement with her and she understood that he was going to disappear, whether it was to Costa Rica or somewhere else. I have a feeling that she knew where he was going and that they worked it out, that they were going to go their separate ways. And he was going to basically do like a Bob Odenkirk, um, Jimmy McGill becoming Saul Goodman type thing, like getting wiped from the, and get a new name and probably I think you're giving else. this guy way too much credit, That's but okay. I think okay. 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 He was very rich. Like he yeah. was, they, they, they mentioned Private a lot. Like he, he had a lot of money. He was very rich. Yeah. I think that could happen. Uh, I, I think, um, 
I don't think that I kill. I don't think that she killed him either. <laughs> Jake does not um, think that he killed Don <laughs> Lewis. <laughs> I don't think I did. Uh, I just watched The Invisible Man. It's all confusing. I um, don't know what it was me and Uh I don't think she did either. I, I think like it makes for a good documentary to to when she says weird things like that or when circumstances are weird. It definitely uh, looks better for your documentary to show those parts of it and mm-hmm. all that. Um, but as soon as she said, like, as soon as the the part happened where she talked about how every weekend he went to Costa Rica and he had all, I was like, Oh, somebody killed him in Costa Rica. Yeah. Like something happened. He either went to Costa Rica and said, fuck it. I'm not coming back. Yeah. Or something happened to him in Costa Rica. Like when you, when you have that kind of money and you're just traveling back and forth and you're into weird shit, sometimes you get murdered. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. My so favorite fun I, fact I, about Don Lewis is that he was bad at flying. And didn't have a license that he crashed all the time. Yeah. Like, I, I think something like that, probably oh, like yeah. that to me makes I think like him going down to Costa Rica and something happening and it, whether it was an accident or whether somebody did kill him down there or something. I think that's the most probable thing. Yeah. You don't think he's working at a Cinnabon in like the Midwest <laughs> under a different name? Um, Here's no. my thing. I do think he's dead. I do think that Carol knows more than she's leading on to. Maybe, yeah. Because he does have a lot of weird business associates. Anytime a guy's like got a mechanic and a lawyer, I don't have a mechanic or a lawyer. I don't have anything. Or a private jet. Yeah. Or offshore accounts. So, yeah, the guy was, Jake, you're 100% or a gun. right. Jake, right. Abby, you're right. He was into weird stuff. And she probably knew about some of it. And she might even know a little bit more uh, about the circumstances surrounding it. But I don't think the, the <coughs> fabrication that I thought you were back to your gremlins two voice when you did that. My gremlins two You're voice. Like like my Brady gremlin? gremlin? My Brady You're gremlin? Like, oh, I don't think. <coughs> <coughs> well, when it comes to the case of Don Lewis, the man's you so know, nice he was fed to tigers twice. <laughs> Stop it. Glad you, did that. Thank you. you know, it also doesn't make sense like Joe, uh, Joe Exotic. Also, he claims it. He claims that he knows he's like she had to kill him. But he also jumps back and forth whether or not she fed him to the tigers or he he he. In one second, he's like, oh, I know she fed him to the tigers. But then an episode later, he's like, oh, I know she put him in the septic tank. And I'm like, pick a fucking which one did she do? Like, he's kind of all over the place here. Here. okay, yes. Joe Exotic's theories with accompanying music videos here, kitty, kitty. Uh, those can be all dismissed because it's like none of them make sense. It doesn't and make sense. All ju- it's all very clearly like just him trying to do what it is. So, what it is is Carol had every right to be like he should be shut down for the things he does, and he nobody wants to hear that, and he's mad that she's bringing attention to him in a bad way, so he just jumps at anything he can to be like, oh, she's just as bad. She killed her husband. She did this, and like the the episode where you find out that when she started she was also breeding and he's like, Oh, she, she does it too. She used to do it too. And it's like, yeah, she did. Maybe that is how she started. But then she realized that that wasn't right. And she stopped. Right. <laughs> and yeah. she changed. Couple, 
a couple uh, isn't how she's done it. I knew Joe Exotic was crazy in the first episode where he he's holding DVDs of his music videos and calling them his albums. <laughs> and he's got a DVD uh-huh. case. It's my first album. It's my second 28 album. 28 tracks on it. <laughs> 28 songs. Hey, can we talk about the fact that he's not singing he, any of the music? He is yeah. a prolific Millie Vanilli impersonator. Yeah. Yeah. He did it's, not sing he or paid produce. someone to write them and then just used them. Yeah. Use their like whatever. That's they my first sent. big disappointment from this show. But here's the thing. They never even talk up. They never even get to that on the show. That's like, the we least weird afterwards. thing about him. Yeah. Um, when he says he they, they took a helicopter over Carol Baskin's uh, sanctuary and he was threatening to drop grenades. I want them to cut that to point break when they're all about to skydive. So funny. I thought Joe was, I think it's his uh one of his husbands is 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 uh John Finley. I like John Finley. I like, yeah. I like him. He got the worst tattoo cover up of all time. Oh, the husband? Yeah. The husband. Uh but he's like, yeah, he, Joe was threatening to drop grenades. Like what? Dropping grenades on a cat sanctuary? Well, hey, that's another thing that we should mention about Joe Exotic is literally from episode one, he is talking about and showing off guns Yeah, constantly. constantly. He is, there are so many episodes where they're like shooting at th- – oh, you know what I thought was funny? I know this is skipping around, but it's it fine. was something that's There's no way to stay on topic here. Whenever you get to the point – Whenever you get to the point where he loses the lawsuit and he has to be paying Carol uh, money and uh, he doesn't have enough money to pay her. So they're like, we, you know, we want your this and we want there's that part where he's like, you want you want my fucking watch? And it shows him destroy his watch. And he thinks that he's being like awesome. And, and I'm like, you still just destroyed your own fucking watch, you idiot. He's like, they say you even want my bed. And they show him shooting his bed. I'm like. I'm like, you think you're cool because you're like, ha ha, you don't get it now, Carol. But, but also you're destroying your own stuff, you dummy. I love he's that. very stupid. Yeah. He is. Yeah. And by the time he's running for governor, it's like, of course he's running for governor. <laughs> uh, or president. Or president. And yeah. I remember, you know, they showed the John Oliver clip. I remember when that came out and I, I thought it was fake. I was like, oh, this is some dumb fake thing. Like I paid no attention to it. Little did I know. Yeah. That the greatest documentary of all time, <laughs> the people who made between the documentarians and then the uh, I, I got to get his name, but the guy who's the producer. Uh, <coughs> I who, think his name's Jeff. Yeah. I mean, Jeff, maybe? unbelievable. I no. Joseph Al. Uh, nope. 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 No. Well, that's the guy. We'll, we'll, we'll get the name. Okay. Uh, yeah. Search um, Tiger King reality show producer. The guy who got his entire library of film demolished when Joe Kirkman. Yeah, I'm Rick Kirkman. Rick Kirkman. It's a hell of a story. Rick, uh, Joe Exotic definitely burned down his own shed. Mm-hmm. And apparently, hundred percent. Like, yeah. What was that factoid about the alligators? They were once owned by Michael Jackson. That that came out after the fact. That tough, that's the meme life. going around. The documentary is so crazy. They don't even mention the fact that these were Michael Jackson's alligators. <laughs> Um, so Carol Baskin, Jake, uh, as a animal rights activist, is that what you are? Yeah. As, uh, as somebody who obviously we all love animals and care about animals, but it's something you're absolutely passionate about. What is your opinion of Carol Baskin and what she does down there? Because the argument against her is, yeah, it's a sanctuary, but 
She's also making millions of dollars and doesn't seem to have much interest at all in observing these animals in their natural habitat. And it almost seems like she's putting on a show. Yeah. Um, so I had done, usually I don't like these kind of places, but I mean, um, any sort of like, I try to do research before I even would think about visiting a place like that. Um, and like we said, like when it's a rescue and it's, it's not a breeder, they're not, you know, they seem to be like on, they seem to be like legit. And I, uh, (laughs) I guess we'll talk about it. I like unknowingly bought my mom tickets to Carol's place for Christmas. I, I, I wasn't sure what to get my mom for Christmas. And I knew that there was a cat rescue in the area and I looked it up and I did research to try to make sure that it wasn't, that I was not like giving money to a place that I would feel bad about giving money to. Mm-hmm. It was like that. I'm not into that. And from everything I looked up, it seemed to be like a legitimate, like, okay, this is a place that, you know, they're not overpopulated. They're not getting animals just for the sake of showing animals. They have animals completely for the fact that they're, there's nowhere else. They're saving those animals and they just let people in because they have them there. And, uh, and then the documentary came out and then they have all these interviews with her and you see what she's like. And it's like, did I, did I fucking give money to these people? And now I feel weird about it. And she does come across as somebody who is just obsessed, as obsessed with them as Joe is. Um, Maybe her practices are a little better than what's happening over at Joe's. But I don't think after watching that documentary, I would I would not go there. Um, Mm -mm. Yeah, for sure. I would not ever. But it's it, it just goes to show you like how easy I guess it is to come across differently yeah. online or or in a documentary or anything like that. Abby, you're a really good judge of character. What what is her deal? Um, I think she's been through a lot of trauma. I know that in episode two she talked about how she was raped at gunpoint. Um, so I think she's probably been through a lot. I think that people who have been through that kind of trauma. I would love to see Joe Exotic respond. To, I got. <laughs> Well, Joe Exotic, I'm sure, didn't have like a picture perfect gr- gr- growing up period. I'm sure there was some traumatic. It looked like I there was. I don't think he did. And I think that maybe at their heart, they have a deep connection with animals as like be- feeling misfit and feeling like that taking care of them helps them take care of themselves. And I understand that as someone who's been through recovery and all that. But when it comes to her character and some of the things that she decision decisions that she's made in her life that's that were part of that documentary, like um. I think she's made a lot of excuses and is currently living in like an alternate reality at this point. Like she's probably fabricated so much of her life that she kind of is buying her own bullshit. Um, that's, mm-hmm. that's common with like, they and all kind of seem like the pathological way that she has, liars. Yeah. The way that she has all of the people that work there, they're all volunteers. They don't get paid. At least Joe exotics paying people. And so is doc Antle. She's not paying anybody. They're all wearing different colored t-shirts to get to different tiers. And it looks like it's like legends of the hidden temple. Of, yeah. She's kind of exploited. Yes. She's exploiting those people, but I know they're passionate and love cats and that's what they'd want to be doing. But at the end of the day, it's like the, it's remember that one part where Doc kind Ant- of the same thing, but just Doc, dressed up differently. We haven't even talked about Doc yet, dude. Do- fuck Doc, Doctor. Ansel. When he's like, I, I dislike him like, the most. She, she goes, she's figured out the first wave of social media. She's tricking millions of teenage children into thinking, dude, that she. <laughs> that guy reminds children. me of like Rush Limbaugh and fucking like right wing. <clears throat> uh, 
like AM radio talk show guy. Let's talk about 100%. Like, Let's talk about is, Doc. Dude. Doc is running a cult. Yeah. Doc is 100%, 100% running a cult. He, he even like, he even mentions at one point, oh, if I say that, people are going to say I have a cult going on because he has a cult. Uh, he has multiple, he has like, multiple wives uh at some point they say like around five he admits himself that he's in a relationship with at least three women Mm -hmm. they all have their own house he has his own house uh he mentions specifically i'm not going to get into uh the details of that with you not safe Uh, those people are not allowed to leave they live there they work seven days a week they're not allowed to go off site they live there for like he is running a weird cult yeah for sure yeah i made notes how about when he's like my name is dr bavagon on tell b-h-a-g-a-v-a-n doctor he's talking and he sounds like he's shouting and also about to run out of breath and that like he's doing a show every single time and that's what i loved about the documentary that they showed behind the scenes when he's like are we gonna set up a shot like this okay well if you want to do it let's do it like cribs and you go this way and i'll come in this way from the house and it's like all that stuff shows what a force he is he's also not a real doctor he's not mystical science is not a thing no, yeah. it is. Uh, and I mean, while while you're talking about all these people have like even Joe, he's got two husbands and uh, uh, they show him get married to two people at once, mm-hmm. which is that is that even a legal marriage? Mm-hmm. And then some uh, states maybe. One of, can we one all of the three matching shirts? That's what shirts? I wanted our Dragon Con costume to be. I want all three of us to wear those pink <laughs> button ups. One of the things I was reading about Joe is that like um He's married. He was married to those people within the five years that they were filming footage for the documentary. But uh, he has been married like three other times, all to like very young dudes. You know what I mean? So it's like it's it's like a thing. All these people are just like. I don't know. Yeah. I think Joe over. specifically. Uh, I think the word is predatory. Joe, Joe exhaust. Oh, so there's there's different things here. <laughs> uh, yeah, where's sorry? The, I was who, being poignant. Who's the real predators okay. at this Tiger yeah. Zoo? To catch a predator. Doc Antel is a master businessman. He's manipulative. He's convincing young and desperate girls that he has some sort. Like they show, he's got like the weird. Doc Antel. I, I wouldn't even say desperate. The really fucked up thing is he's taking dedicated, passionate young girls who care about animals and who want to make a living. <laughs> and like that one girl who like left the call basically. <clears throat> right. She was just trying to, like her dad dropped her right. off, you know? Joe Exotic She is, thought she was doing real work. Joe Exotic is pathological liar, more obsessed, more than anything, he just wanted to be famous. And he, he yeah. preys on people who are weak and vulnerable, who just need, a, basically, he's like, you can stay here and you're going to work and it's going to be awful. And it's all under this guise that we're doing this for the tigers. It's a but, lifestyle, not yeah. a job kind of thing. So they're all You're terrible. exploiting people if you say that. They're terrible in their yeah. own special it's ways. It's just that Doc is – it's just, just that Doc is uh, – I think he's a little smarter. And he he is aware well, of how – he's a doctor. I think, he's a good manipulator. I think what happened with – I think what happened with Doc is like it, it's come out recently. Like you know, he he talks about it in the in the documentary that he's worked on a lot of movies and stuff, mm. and a lot of behind the scenes photos have come out with like him working on you know, uh, you know, big things, famous people, and all that. Mm. And I think he probably got into it at an early age because he did like animals and tigers and all that. But he also realized pretty quickly. He even talks about it that like women 
will fuck you if you get let him hold play with a tiger and stuff like that. And he it's like he has been smarter because it's like more than the rest of them. He knows how to make his business look more legit than anybody else's business. And he knows how to be smarter about how to go about it. That's why he's, he's just the worst as bad as Joe. I mean, yeah. I didn't know I think anybody. He's worse than Joe Exotic. My brother. I think he's probably caused more like mental dra- like trauma to human beings that especially yeah, the people who work with Joe Exotic. He here, here's the thing though uh, that we haven't talked about yet. Joe Exotic literally paid somebody to kill Carol Baskin. Okay, like, that's oh, literally the whole thing. Joe Exotic is in jail right now because he literally paid somebody. To kill another human being. Yeah. Uh, and that yeah. person so, almost made it, but meth. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, Joe Exotic, the people working for him are already like traumatized. Like they, they like they're very it's like trashier, like breeds of human beings. Like I don't want yeah. to. What another Southern? Like, I don't know. What do, what do you call those people? <laughs> what are trashy is the word. OK, you trashy. can use the word. Trashy. I can call they them trashy. trashy. Yeah. Yes. I'm trying to find who have addictions and dependencies on the outskirts. Yes. Of society. Drug addicts. Yes. (laughs) My brother. Who's who manipulates people. There's often drug. uh, My brother's not trying. I want to finish that sentence. (laughs) Twelve years ago, my brother and his now wife went to Doc Antle's place and they did the whole thing. And it was an incredible experience for them. It was and during I the wa- time when like, I wanted to go. I was like, getting a profile picture with a tiger. God, I was like, you could get you get a picture with a tiger. Mm-hmm. People will really respect me. So yeah, I get a lot of listeners me. after that. But then you see like that, you know, you grow up and you learn things and you realize that, hey, it's probably not OK that these animals are being held on this in this sanctuary and being posing for pictures and stuff like that. Um, but then when you hear that, like. What do they do with these tigers after their cubs? Are they euthanizing them? Are they shooting them? And it's like, it gets so dark so quickly. Yeah, it's we really, didn't even really talk. Sp- yeah. <clears throat> That's another thing. You find out like what, maybe halfway through or three thirds of the way through the show that um, there's like, they, they, I think they mentioned it earlier. They're like, hey, there's been rumors that Joe killed some tigers. And then you say, there's a rumor that Doc Antle has a crematorium on site and he just kills his tigers when he's done with them. Mm-hmm. And then a couple episodes later, it's like, oh, we found five buried tigers all with bullet holes. And Joe shot tiger. He definitely uh, just there's a report today that he killed a horse. There's I, I watched um this is something that I, I don't think anybody should go watch, but you can go on YouTube and you can find a a video, a very long video that's multiple uh, undercover cameras of people who infiltrated oh, yeah. Joe's zoo. And it is animal abuse after animal abuse. And it's like, you know, kicking the animals, like stepping on them, killing them. Like there's all there's a video, the, the horse thing that's all filmed and it's like they let these two horses starve because they couldn't afford uh to have the vet come out and put them down and then at one point they just like they shoot them and they're all it's crazy because they're all standing around talking about it and none of them know what to do none of them have any kind of like like i was saying earlier none of these people know how to work with animals. None of these people actually care about animals and they're just, just like abuse after abuse after abuse. Animals not getting fed for days at a time, just like all kinds of bullshit. 
All right, let me throw this at you guys. What is the funniest thing that happened on this show? Because I know my answer, and I can start oh, if you want boy. me to. Oh, I think I know you, mine. You start, because I, I'm so not sure. when the girl who works there, what's her name? Which one? So- Safi? Safi. Safi? With missing the yeah. hand? Yeah. When her okay. arm gets ripped off, <laughs> there's two really funny things that happen. First, <laughs> okay. Joe immediately puts on an EMS jacket. Yeah. I was thinking about that a second ago when you said And like, he's out there on his walkie-talkie. He's like, we got a tiger ripped off her arm. We need, but he puts on the jacket first, which is the... Just yeah. He's a bullshitter. He's a con artist. He's wait, he has that jacket. He's waiting to put it on. Does he have it because he likes the way it looks on him? Or does he have it because he thinks it legitimizes him as like... Needing, Probably both. Being helpful. But the funniest part is afterwards yeah. when he goes into the gift shop and he's like, folks... Tiger just ripped off Stafford's arm. So you can get a refund if you want, but this is what, this is what we're dealing with. And it's just like, <laughs> the look on people's faces, they're like, what? Is this guy like, is this serious? Yeah, and then his staff members are like, what do we do? And he's <laughs> like, do chores, be safe. Don't stick your hand in the cage. <laughs> so, uh, so it's like, just go back to work. So that's one of the funniest parts. My favorite part was uh, when... I believe it was um, Joe Exotic. Was it Joe Exotics? Um, yeah, it was his campaign manager. He, at one point, everything about him is my favorite part, first of all. But my favorite moment for him is when we're introduced to him. He takes, like, the weakest, most difficult hit <laughs> off a vape pen. And he goes. <laughs> and then he, like, almost <laughs> chokes. <laughs> it's my favorite part of the entire documentary. I love that guy. I should look at his like name. I like when you find out that uh, he was the campaign manager, but he he knew Joe from Walmart, and he, he quit his job at Walmart because Joe asked him to be the campaign manager. And he was like, "That's my dream job." <laughs> that's the only guy. That's the only guy in the show that it's like you kind of feel sorry for because he was just like this innocent bystander, and like you get a feeling that he really enjoyed working with Joe, right? And he's, he's like the only person who kind of feels any sort of sadness about anything that's happening <laughs> in the show. He's the only one who feels mm-hmm. anything. Um, uh, <laughs> um, one of the funny, one of the, what? Your audio is just going a gone to crap, but we'll, we'll fight. Go, through, yeah. We'll fight. It's going through to it. the septic tank. <laughs> uh, it's fine. We're, we're, <laughs> I was just. I was going to mention the guy, um, the big guy who owns that really weird store. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The guy who's like the associate he, of Jeff Lowe. Situation. Yeah. The guy who, yeah, the informant, the guy who tells on everybody, everything about that guy is funny. He looks funny. His store is super like, I'm like, there's toys in here, but then there's a bunch of ceiling things. I can't figure out what kind of store this is. He's running. He also gets called a Chucky doll at some point. <laughs> yeah, that guy. James Garrison. James Garrison. Garrison? Yeah. Garrison. Yeah. Um, really, uh, it, that's what I really love about the show is they keep introducing these characters one after the other, and each one's more insane than the last one. Mm-hmm. And the thing you keep asking yourself is how are these people not in jail? Yeah. Like they've done bad thing after bad thing. Okay, so that was funniest thing that happened. What is the absolute one craziest thing? Oh, I know. Easily. When Travis 
shot himself inside the office and you watch a video yeah. of the guy reacting who Dude, the guy I'm just talking about. That was the first manager. ever reaction video. That I do have a bit of a time handling and processing like tough stuff like that. But the fact that you don't see the act itself going on, you just see the reaction. It almost is more fucked up because then you fill it all in your head. But the fact that, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but the campaign manager like thought that Travis was pulling a prank because it was kind of in his character to hold guns and do stuff like that. And just the, <clears throat> how seeing the disbelief in his eyes and all that was in real time. So and crazy. The show is, the show is so crazy and all over the place. And the, and the fact that everybody is constantly shooting guns at things mm-hmm. like there's a, I think in the first episode, Joe is there's like a there's some footage of Joe and he's like hey he's like keep that camera rolling and he points the gun directly into the camera makes a joke and then he goes points his gun up in the air and shoots it and I was like that's a loaded gun and he's just pointing that at somebody yeah, yeah. that's every single episode so when they started talking about the husband uh, Travis and they started talking about how he, he started acting weird and he was like, he would wake people up by pointing a gun in their heads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought, I thought we were going to a place where it was like, and then he went on a murdering spree. Right. Like, right. This show is so, everything comes so out of nowhere that it's like, that could have happened. And I would have been like, okay, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. 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 It was crazy. I mean, Travis was an interesting character because he even, uh, you know, John Finley, who is the first husband, he, he seems a little rough around the edges. You know, he's got the, the bad teeth and the, mm-hmm. he's shirtless the whole time. There's a lot going on. Um, but man, I really felt bad for Travis. Like he felt like he was maybe being taken advantage of. He probably was dealing with some addiction. He's I mean, really young. Both him and John mm-hmm. talked about how they weren't actually like gay and they didn't have attraction to Joe. And it was just like this really weird situation. It's like, it's like you, you ask what the craziest part of the show is and you think that that's the craziest part of the show. And maybe it is, but what just popped in my head is they also filmed the funeral. And first of all, you find out that Joe exotic is older than Travis's mom. Yes. Um, oh. Which holy shit. But then like, Joe Exotic is dressed like a preacher at the funeral. He's got the little white thick collar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At That's the funeral. His signature moves in his music videos. He's wearing he's wearing that at the funeral. Yeah. And he gives the weirdest, worst speech you can give where he starts talking about how Travis liked to rub his balls on things. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he he liked to rub his balls all over my face. Like he says that at his funeral with his mom and his entire family sitting there. And then he starts trying to sing one of his songs and he can't <laughs> sing. And it's like, well, that's a song that like, that's all. It was the song that he wrote for his brother. Yeah. Like you, they they talk about it earlier. That's the song you wrote for your brother when your brother died. You're now singing it. It's just like you're like this is a funeral. So he's got the tattoo of his brother, and it's really tragic. He talks about his brother was killed by a drunk driver. Um, so he opened up the tiger sanctuary so his brother didn't have to die in vain. And I was like, I don't think he knows a what die in vain means. B like. Oh man, I don't know. But yeah, the, the few, there's some, you know, it was funny when, when we sat down to do this episode, I thought it was going to be like an hour and a half of us doing Joe exotic impersonations. But as we start to talk about it, there's just so much to unpack here. Like it's, we, like I said, we, excuse me, we haven't even, we haven't really, 
touched on the entire, like, because the whole second half of the show, the story turns into this plot for Joe to hire these. We haven't even mentioned, we haven't mentioned Jeff Lowe yet. Yeah. We yeah, haven't even talked about our, our friend patron saint. So this guy, Jeff him. Lowe somehow becomes an investor. He's going to help bring the zoo back. And he's got all this money, but it turns out he might not have the money. And he's just like running his own criminal enterprise. And I can't wait to rewatch it because it just the details of how all these pieces actually fit together are kind of lost on me right now. Like, I don't even like how did it go from Joe just jokingly always talking about how he wanted to kill Carol fucking Baskin to like, oh, we're going to get him recorded making this request. So, so like one of the one of the things that is also tying into that one of the crazy things about the documentary is how much footage they have of every everything mm-hmm. um they i guess were filming for like five years and and a, an article that i read with the film crew recently was like hey you know it, this didn't really end where we thought it where it started like shit happened it was five years of insane foot footage and um for some reason, there's just like multiple times where you, like you just said, you hear Joe over the years just talking about Carol and how much he hates Carol and how he wants to kill Carol. And then there's the lawsuit, which Carol wins. Joe's having to pay her all this money. He's going to lose his zoo. He's going to lose everything. And that's when Jeff comes in. Right. And he's mad at Carol. Jeff takes over the zoo at this point. Joe's working there, but he doesn't own it anymore. Jeff's hiring people that Joe doesn't like, and they're criminals. And then this is where, at this point, Joe is so fucking, he's lost everything, basically. He's getting the zoo stolen from him, and he's like, this is all Carol's fault. And somebody hears him talking about wanting to fucking kill Carol, and they're like, hey, that guy will do it. Yeah, and then so like, they like that they fucking try to do it. And then that dude and Jeff Lowe both end up becoming like FBI informants because they both have stuff on them like that they're trying to get out yeah. of. Um we haven't even talked about like the the guy who owns the zoo in Miami who like Scarface was based off of. He's like the least interesting guy <laughs> in the thing and yeah. he like legit murdered Scarface people. was yeah, literally you just said that based on him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, well, that guy's not that interesting. He just has, a, like, a bunch of animals in Miami, and, like, he's not Joe Exotic. He had a very cool, like, getting arrested photo. Yeah. He very cool. Very cool. Very cool people. Yeah. I, we yeah. also haven't talked about building, right? Did we talk about the building? Well, we I guess you did mention the alligators, but fire. It Joe Exotic literally sent set his own studio on fire, and they basically have audio of Joe's lawyer being like, like set it on fire. You know what I mean? Like you, <laughs> he's like, he hints at it so hard without actually saying the word set it on fire, but mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, yeah, I don't even know. Like I want more. They're talking about doing a sequel series, but I don't even know like what that looks like unless there's just a lot more. I mean, I guarantee they've got enough footage to make, you know, follow ups. But like, yeah, that's the real bummer is that all that footage from the reality show was burned. I I guess it was. They had to have had some of it because some 
they had footage within that documentary. That right. Definitely from that. Time. I love his green screen, like his shitty YouTube show. Although we're dealing with some audio and video issues tonight. <laughs> I feel too. like we're doing like, I feel we're like on the Joe exotic show the right blow now. Up doll should be behind <clears throat> us right now. Hey, you know what my favorite thing is, is when like Joe was trying to, uh, elude the authorities and uh he's like po- they're posting <laughs> pictures on instagram they're like we're in, Bali? We're in belize. belize and someone's like that's florida water <laughs> that's like he thinks just because you say on facebook this is where you are that people don't actually know they're like you just ping his cell phone and you find out exactly where he made that post from but yeah. dude isn't that like so like i don't want to I don't want to compare Tiger King to like the Ghostbusters community or other communities, but like you do, you do meet these people who are like you, where you're like, how does your mind work? Like narcissistic sociopaths who like fabricate uh, most of their reality and start to believe it themselves. Oh, okay. I guess that's yeah. the answer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. Yeah. There, get, use my note. Make a, make a note. Make, make a, a note, note of, that. of that. Um, I just was doing pretend writing. Mm-hmm. 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 You'd be a good therapist. Yeah, you just, actually would. Good I'd like to start offering actual therapy services to all of our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so like, really, I, I would say if you, the best way to experience Tiger King is to just sit down, watch it all, take it all in, and then look at every meme and read every article, and then watch it again. I say give it like. Five minutes yeah. or ten minutes, and if it doesn't, I mean, it, it will grab you. There's no question. Let's start talking about um, some of the other incidents and characters, uh, and I want to just kind of do a breakdown of like maybe we could have some sort of scale of like one to ten how bad of a person they are. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I think that's I think that's that's what I want to do. Okay, I'm just trying to get this cast list back up. Um. Oh, before we talk about that, they are. Ooh, I don't like this. There's going to be like a limited series based on this, mm-hmm. like an actual series. Oh, with uh, Kate McKinnon. Well, Kate McKinnon's producing it, but the thing is, is she's been attached to do this for a while. If I was her at this point, I'd be like, "There's just nothing more that I could add to this story." Yeah. Um, it won't know. be as good as the documentary. Like it yeah. just won't be. How can it be better than what we just saw in Vegas? The odds-on favorite to play Joe Exotic is Kevin Bacon. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Scale of one to ten: one being a patron saint, ten being an awful human being who deserves to get the worst things done to them. John Finley. And one is you. Which one's John Finley? One good, ten bad. John Finley is the first husband of Joe Exotic, who gets his. He does have his teeth fixed now, and he does. uh, He did get a really bad cover up of that tattoo. On a scale of septic tank to saint. Yes, that's what I've written down. Um, Jake, what did you think of that cover up? (laughs) (laughs) It was not good. It was not good. Uh, I'll go first. I think he. I think he's probably a pretty good person. I think he's I think like a John two. John Finley's probably like a four. Okay. Maybe a five when he cleaned up a little bit, got rid of You're Joe. going the wrong way. You're <laughs> going the wrong way. Um. Oh, 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 shit. Hold on. He's probably a five. I. Wait. <laughs> Wait no, he's, he's a four. I'm going to stick with four. So I, it's hard for me to rank him because on one hand, he seems like a, he does seem like a decent person, but then also 
he stood around like he stood around and he stayed with Joe and he saw all this stuff Joe was doing. And right. he he worked at this place where animals were getting shot in the head and he didn't care, or didn't tell anybody. So, like, in my in my book, that's he, he he's up there. OK, cool. Number yeah. two, Doc Antle. Ten. Ten is a saint. No, no. one is a saint. Okay, oh, listen. I had it backwards. We got to do another chart. <laughs> I didn't have the rules right. We're gonna do another episode where we go over the chart. Somebody, I'm trying to design a game. Okay, so ten. Ten is, bad, one good. Ten is septic. One is saint. There you go. Okay. I didn't Stop. get it. Ten. That's why I was wrong last. Doc Antle's a ten. Okay, let me, let me read you mine. Doc for me ten. I thought you were gonna say it. Ten. A one. John Finley. Uh, it's like a five. Okay, I'm good. I'm caught up. I'm caught up. I don't care. You guys, I had to do it. He's still a five because that's right. Still a five. Okay. Um, Jeff Lowe. Ten. <laughs> yeah, it's like I want to be These careful. These people are all tens. In case he's listening. He's, he strangled his last wife. Yeah. <laughs> it's ten. He's like he's got multiple women. He's like fucking around. He owns a weird illegal zoo. He's pro- like animal what abuse. What about the tiger Ten. bus? He had Easy a bus, full, but you could rent a bus full of tigers. That had to be the <laughs> single worst idea. That was oh, that's an underrated moment on that. It's show. like oh, you've got tiger print seats. No, you're sitting on the tiger. Yeah, we have something called the fur bus here in Georgia. I've seen it. I think it's just lined with fur. Yeah, on the inside. I've never been inside of it. But I think Jeff Lowe's sounds a little more dangerous. Rick much worse. Kirkman. Uh, he was the uh, producer who was trying to help Joe Exotic get his reality show up to par. Oh, I would give him. Three. Did you say a three? Yeah. Is that Leaning I would say something like that, too, because he 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 wasn't. He was just trying to make a show. Uh, right. he, but it's like also, yeah, yeah, he was just trying to make a show, but anybody who was there and witnessed the things that were happening and did nothing about it, that's yeah. sketchy. Yeah. You're that an accomplice sucks. at that point. Three or four, maybe. Okay. Joe exotic. Ten. Total ten. He's like a 13. <laughs> hey, Jake, what would Joe exotic say if he heard that you gave him a 10? <laughs> Uh, he would be like a fucking wow. One of those animal rights. He must be one of them animal rights persons, huh? I guess if I ever see him in person, he better not let me see him in person. I'm gonna put a bullet right between his fucking eyes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what would Carol Baskin say about being a ten? Oh, you know, I'm just. Uh, I, I I don't know. I just there's there's a lot of bad people out there, and I'm you can tell me by my enemies. So. <laughs> 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 Wait, we didn't even give her a 10. I just assumed she will be. We'll get there. It's a 10. Carol, yeah, it's a 10. Carol Baskin, I think 10. It's a 10. We just here's, did her. 10. Here's a Dylan passage. Now, Dylan was Joe's new hot young husband. Oh, he's a 10. <laughs> he's barely in the like show. I like Joe Finley better. But he married Joe Exotic, so he's a 10. Yeah. Okay. Because um, he's currently with him, right? So he's the highest 10 possible. Yeah. He's the second in he, hey, septicness. He has seen the documentary. And he is still married to Joe Exotic. He's a 10. I think that's it. I mean, I don't think anybody else is really worth ranking. Um, all, all those side characters, they're at least all sevens. 
Okay, what about <laughs> campaign what? manager? Oh, he's like I give him like a two. It was his dream job. So he no, you know what? It. I'll give him eight fifty, which also is his salary per hour as a Walmart <laughs> manager. I'm giving him a new jewel pen. Hey, listen. What about Carol Baskin's <laughs> new husband? Oh, oh boy. Yeah, you can just their body. Language. I'm not even gonna say That's a weirdo. Like, what I said yeah, earlier. It's a, there's some subservient weird stuff going on there. I'm glad that they have each other. They seem like a good couple. They seem like they have a good thing They're worked happy. out. Yeah. What about Carol's ex-husband who died, his family that all hates her? I like them. They remind me of Steel Magnolias. I liked all them. God. Yeah. God. Uh, I mean, I think uh, that whole that whole family thing, it makes sense that they would be mad and, you know, like they didn't get any of the money. Um, but all of that seems like legit to me. Like if a husband dies, I think usually he's probably going to leave most of his money to his wife. Right. Uh, so <laughs> it's like, yeah, you get mad at that. Uh Carol's current husband. What are you laughing at? Your fro- your your screen's frozen. It looks like uh, a fucking Joe Exotic got you between the eyes. <laughs> oh, weird! It's oh, just it's your Skype. It's your, back now. It's your back. your Skype feed was frozen. Continue. We're listening. Um, Carol's current husband. Like you, Abby, when you were talking about that, and you're like, "Oh, they seem happy and everything." It also feels like though one day he might wake up glued into a bear suit, being set on fire. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. There's like a peaceful pacifist. Like I know I'm going to die it's soon. A, this is going to he's end. He's 72. <laughs> It's Take weird, this in, you'll feel like no at pain. At some point, he sacrifices himself to feed the tigers or Obviously. something. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> oh, man, we covered some ground on this old yeah, tiger sure king did. here. Sure I'm did. excited. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I think we don't support or condone the behavior no, in this, but we're fascinated awful, by it. Horrible people. Yeah. Very yeah. bad uh, people. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Uh, I don't have anything else to say about it right now. I'm grateful that we all have something to talk about yeah, other than... Yeah. Coronavirus, and that this has been kind of a nice distraction to have everybody all on one subject. And it's one page. weird that it all felt like a Danny McBride show. It yeah. felt like he wrote it. Like the these characters speed. feel like they came from his <laughs> mind. But dude, real people. Dude, yeah. if you were to do like Righteous Gemstones and do a Doc Antle style, I, I would see that. I could see him playing that literally the way that it's it's very similar structure that cult. Well, some people life. were talking about how it feels like a Christopher Guest like movie. It feels like Best in Show. Like none Carol of these people. Carol Baskin yeah. is very Christopher yeah. Guest. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you on um, that. But well, cool. So check it out if you haven't seen it. We hope we sold you on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife will be out in a year. Yeah, just wait. <laughs> just wait a little bit. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, Waiting for Ghostbusters. Anything else before we wrap up? No. no. Rest in peace to Travis. Poor I got guy. so many. Th- yeah, Travis. That's fucking. That's that sucks. That was hard. And yeah, yeah that definitely is a bummer. Yeah. But yeah. Hug yeah. all those kittens or dogs or whatever you have at home. Pillow. If you have a cow. See, we went to that animal sanctuary a couple months ago, and I, I hope it's I okay. I keep worrying about it. Like, I, literally, I was like, is that a good one? Um, it was called Noah's Ark Animal Sanctuary. I think it is. I mean, they only have they a couple. They don't do tours. You just donate and walk around. Like They've got a couple went. cats, but they're specifically rescued from drug dealers. They don't do any breeding. Yeah. Um, it's a big space. 
I didn't meet any of their employees, so I couldn't really judge it. One of the funny things at the beginning of the documentary, they're like, these animal people are weird. They're like, the monkey people are okay, but these big cat people. That's the way we talk about the Star Wars community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ghostbusters community. (laughs) Yeah. Monkey people, those, they're... Tiger community people, those are backstabbing, lying pieces of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I saw a tiger and tiger saw a man. I feel like I should do my uh, my acoustic cover of... Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. Just tack it on to the Just end. Just tack here. it on to do the you end. Get your, you have a guitar. Where is it? Here, I'll get it. Yeah. I don't have the lyrics in front of me. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, Jake, anything uh, else uh, on your end? Uh, No, man. Just, you know, trying to survive, you know? Have it. you bought anything? We didn't cover any weekly purchases. Do you have anything? Um, I bought. Um, we did talk about the fact that Michaels uh, was doing a seventy percent off on their custom framing. So I did leave my house and I did drive to Michaels and I waited in a line to get in because they're only allowing like so many people in at once and uh, dropped off a couple things that get custom framed. Um, uh, oh yeah, the apocalypse. Yeah, I do have a. I, I did buy a couple of eBay things. I, I bought a lot of uh, figures from the show Dinosaurs. You know the puppets, the not the mama show. Oh, like, yeah, uh, yeah. I bought a couple of those figures. I bought some. Uh, some Godzilla 1998 Trend Masters figures that uh, that I'm waiting on, but um, yeah, cool. Uh, I got two sealed cans of ectoplasm from our good buddy Aaron, who is uh, at Teenage Mutant Ninja Ghostbuster, one of my favorite Instagram accounts. Um, yeah, for sure. I think I bought those right after making my big announcement about how I'm never going to get sealed ectoplasm. I'm not <laughs> one of those people. Yeah, you have to stop <laughs> making big announcements. The, uh, usually, when I make a big announcement, is right before I. I just do the opposite. Hey, here's another thing. Four o'clock in the morning has a little, uh, you ever have a panic attack barge? Yeah. It's, to <laughs> avoid panic attack, you barge. Yeah. Well, I was in the middle of just having it's like a, holding onto a log. So much anxiety in the middle of the night. And I bought another wall shelf. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, uh, sh- you checked in on your wall shelf while we were at the grocery store today. It was great. I got this cow. I also got uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 and 3 on VHS, so it's been a pretty good week. I'm going to go barge tonight with my unemployment money. <laughs> Should that be live? Should we have more people engaged on that? <laughs> she was spend it? rich woman. Oh, a lot she of money. had rich taste. She felt the blood running through her veins. She liked the life she had. She loved the big cats and the beauty of being a teen. I don't know if that lyrics right. It says the beauty of oh, the beauty of being untamed. The lyrics beauty I had the other day said beauty of being a teen. I thought you were literally going off script. That you just knew it. Everything was fine. She was sweet as wine, but her husband went and disappeared. That's the part of the story where her husband went and disappeared. I don't know if you guys knew about that mm, part. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, when they were throwing a party for a bunch of children. Yeah. All the while the slime was under the building. Should I just change the lyrics to that? But then it got a little crazy. It got a little hazy. And the cops said, there's something wrong here. Oh, here, kitty, kitty. Mama's got some treats for you. I can't do this anymore. I can't. Yeah. I can't pay Joe Exotic the royalties. 
He's that. First of all, <laughs> making a video with this, A, I think Jeff Lowe's going to come after us, and I also think Joe Exotic might come after us, too, from prison. So I'm stressed. <laughs> That's all I got. That was fun, man. Cool. I thought that we had more. Yeah. I don't want to... I don't, how about we're not going to do what story are, time? What are the other ones? Well, this, is, this is still a podcast. It's so. still oh, it's still technically do... a podcast. <laughs> I thought I we were a band now. Now I don't know the complicated chord structure of "I Saw a Tiger." Mm. It's probably got a capo or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, anyways, well, that was fun. Listen, everybody, uh, thank you so much for the support. Uh, stay tuned for those announcements about Patreon bonus content. Make sure you join us for the eBay Hang Friday night mm-hmm. and. Uh, God, give Jacob Walsh a follow on his tattoo page on oh Instagram. Oh my God, I know. What the <laughs> fuck? Jake, go ahead, plug plug that thing. Plug it up. Not uh, that you're tattooing uh, this very second. Not that I'm not that I'm doing any tattoos, but Jacob Walsh tattoos on Instagram. Yeah, that's, that's my. Uh, you can that's see my his there. work. He likes tattooing dinosaurs, not tattooing yeah, them, but tattoos of them. Although I feel like would Vol- you do a tattoo on the dinosaur? Uh, it can't consent, you know. So. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what if you were like, say Alan, if you agree, Alan, <laughs> Alan, <laughs> I'm like, you wait, you want a tattoo of Alan or your name is Alan, Alan, Alan. <laughs> it's like a uh, group, but it only says I'm Alan. Alan. <laughs> I am Alan. I am Alan. Hey, listen, there's one thing in Tiger King. We completely forgot to talk about, which was my favorite scene in the whole thing. Um, when uh, the tiger attacks his boots and drags him around the cage, and he's like, yeah. they, "They put cologne on my boots." My boots. <laughs> there's, there's also a scene where another guy—I can't remember who it is—but this other guy's like, "Been doing this for 15 years, never been bitten," and then as he says that, gets attacked by a tiger. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I started getting the feeling throughout that show that those tigers <laughs> didn't like being in those cages. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> or, yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, listen, I feel like we should all be donating charity money to a, like a, a, a good organization that actually takes care of these tigers. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, so maybe we'll find one that we can support as a, as a podcast and then uh, sure. Plug, plug that. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it'll be like George Costanza. We'll just make the tiger, fund. The, tiger fund. the tiger fund <laughs> money for tigers, the eBay fund. Uh, yeah. So, Oh, we got a $200 donation to the tiger fund. Oh, look more ectoplasm. Buy it now. Um, we might be horrible people. We might be the greatest people that exist. I don't know. We're somewhere in between. Uh, somebody just left us a message on Facebook, and I wanted to read it because it made me feel good, and then we'll end the show. All right. They left it for you. I'm not going to – I don't want to uh, – um, God, that's so sad. The lead singer of Fountains of Wayne passed away from coronavirus. That's really horrible. Yeah. Um, all right. I wanted to read this because it was a nice thing to say in the midst of all the sad – crazy stuff happening. Uh, I'm not going to say their name though, but uh, he said, just wanted to say thank you. This podcast helps me and my anxiety to a whole new level during all of this. So thank you very much and keep up all the good work. Stay safe and healthy. Hell yeah. um, I don't know if he meant that for us. It was on the SF some podcast page. I'm going to take it. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, he's like, shit, that's for, that for a different podcast. Didn't have the tiger for it. <laughs> That's sweet. I really appreciate you yeah. reading that and mm-hmm. writing that. We're, Thanks, we're really trying hard. We're, we're, we're going to, we're all going to get through this together. And for this hour and a half to two hours, we sit down, we can all forget about our, our, mm-hmm. I'm getting a pizza tonight. Yeah. I'm, we got one last night. Let's get another one. I think at its core, <laughs> Tiger King is a good distraction. It's at least distracting. So 
It has to be good from it's great. what we're going through right now. All so. you got to do, it takes about seven hours to watch Tiger King all the way through. Watch all seven episodes three times a day, then three hours of sleep. Okay? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. You, and then you do that for a year, and then Ghostbusters Afterlife will be out. Mm-hmm. And wash your hands the entire time. And the pandemic will be over. <laughs> it's easy. It'll be great. Um, for Abigail Gardner and Jacob Walsh, my name is Craig Goldberg. You can find more from Yes, Have Some Podcasts on our official YouTube channel, Instagram and Twitter, at YHS Podcasts. And of course, like we talked about earlier, the official Facebook group, Yes, Have Some Group Therapy. Mm-hmm. We thank you. Please stay safe. Respect others' distance. Stay six feet away for them and for you. Because they're saying that 50% of the people who get coronavirus show no symptoms. So it's not just for other people. It's not just for you. It's for everybody. We're all in this together. Stay the fuck away. That was my Fred Durst. (laughs) Your best bet is to stay away, motherfucker. Just one of them days. (laughs) It's all about the he said, she said bullshit. All right. Cool cats and kittens. Wait, I want to see if Jake will give us some more Joe Exotic reciting Limp Biscuit lyrics. Because that's how reciting I, limp- that's oh how I want to end God. the show. Well, hold on. What? God, give me Nookie. some lyrics. What song? Maybe like, what song? Uh, like uh, Nookie. <laughs> Came into this world <sighs> as a reject looking through these eyes. Yeah. You just let her do it? Yeah. I, no, you know, I, I came into this world as a reject. Look into my eyes like a tiger. <laughs> and you'll see the size of the flames. Dwelling on the past. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That was really good. Thank you. I did it all for the tigers. Come on. <laughs> the tigers. Wait, first of all, Carol Doc Angel—he never really did any cool movies. He worked on like Britney Spears's "Slave for You" video. There's, I know yeah. he probably did more than no, that. No, no, no. There's video of Carol Baskin sitting next to Britney Spears at the VMAs for some reason. So don't tell me these people are just in it for the charity. <laughs> I feel like that's like an Eminem dude. If Eminem I was, was in popular, it for the nookie. Eminem would be calling out Carol Baskin right now in his next song. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, "Give me an Eminem beat." Is that Ba-na-na. a thing? Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I saw her at the VMAs sitting next Ba-na-na. to Britney with a tiger in between her Ba-na-na. dumb haircut. Ba-na-na. Oh, boy. I got really into my beatboxing. <laughs> that was the worst <laughs> round. Should I, should I do it professionally? <laughs> All right. No? Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. Later. Cool cats and kittens. I had to get it in one more time. Love you. Bye.